Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> I have never been to the Burning Man. I have heard about Burning Man. I've seen some pictures. I know some people who went to Burning Man. I've read some pieces about Burning Man over the years. Never been to the Burning Man. I am not here to uh, revel or to to laugh giddily like a little schoolgirl at all of the uh, the trials and tribulations for the Burning Man goers, but <laughs> it was kind of funny, right? I mean, it's kind of funny. Look, hey, I have been um, I have been to quite well. They don't do them anymore. Now they do. It's called the uh, Lake Eden Arts Festival, and it's up in Western North Carolina. It's at Black Mountain, and um, it's, uh, well, it's a combination of what was the Leaf Festival, which I know is redundant. It's like saying ATM machine. It's the Lake Eden Arts Festival. Festival. So, um, and, you know, artists and musicians and that sort of thing, and people camp, and it's beautiful setting. It's coming up, actually. They do it twice a year. But they would always do, back when I was in college, they were also doing the Black Mountain Folk Music Festival. And that was the one that we went to. That was the, because the next weekend was always the Leaf Festival. Right. So, and that was more of like the paintings and the arts and crafts and stuff. And yeah, we went for the music. We saw a lot of good bands playing, um, at the Black Mountain Music Festival. They did have some vendor booths and that sort of thing set up. But we would go there twice a year and was sort of car camping. They had these, uh, they got like five fields, like soccer fields basically, up the, uh, that go all the way up the mountain. And we would always go into field E, which was at the top, and that was where the wild things would stay. And so we would always go up there. And I think every single year, I think every single year, it rained. And I don't mean rain like, oh, it's a drizzle. Oh, it's a cleansing rain. Oh, isn't this a beautiful rain? No, no, no. This was rain that would like wash your tent down the side of the mountain kinds of rains. And I think it rained every single time. So I have some experience with this sort of setup, even though I've never been, which is amazing that it happened in the desert. How does it? So you're in the desert and it rains on you. Like I think like there's you got to think there's something metaphysical happening there, right? You're you're going out there and you're doing this big arts gathering and if for people who are not aware, they build a 40-foot structure out of wood, I believe, and it's a man. It's like in the shape of a stick figure man. And 40 feet high. And then they burn it. Hence the name Burning Man. And I would, I would bet a large portion of the attendees, which 
is somewhere usually in the neighborhood of 70 to 80,000 people. I would bet most of them are environmentalists. <laughs> right? They drove their, they drove RVs, they rented U-Haul trucks, um, and they, go, they do some serious car camping out there. And they set up essentially a city. 70 to 80,000 people. That's almost the size of Rock Hill or Asheville, which are like 90,000 people. And at the very center, they start building over the course of this, uh, was it like uh, a week or something? I think it was scheduled for like from August 26th or 27th, and then it was supposed to wrap up yesterday. And it has, it has concluded, but it rained in the middle of the freaking desert on these people. <laughs> and I'm watching and I'm reading these different stories about it. And they're like, oh, the mud is so thick. Like, they had to shut down the car traffic going into it. And you get all these people that, like, they're walking around and they're they're telling these tales of woe. And they're, they're putting garbage bags on their feet. They're taking plastic garbage bags. And they're wrapping them around their feet because when they walk, you're just sinking into the mud. And so... It's and it's like grabbing, you know, that that kind of thick mud. It's like I don't know, three inches deep or something. Because they got almost like an like a inch of rain or more than half an inch of rain fell just on Friday. And so I see all these people walking around with the uh, all these people walking around with the the garbage bags on their feet. Just go barefoot, guys. It's the desert. It's just mud. What are you doing? Why are you putting, does Gaia Earth want plastic bags on feet? I don't think Gaia would appreciate that. I don't think she probably appreciates you setting a whole bunch of her uh, children trees on fire either in the shape of a man. An unusual late summer storm turned a week-long counterculture fest into a sloppy mess with tens of thousands of party goers stuck in foot-deep mud and with no working toilets <laughs> Sorry. I said I wouldn't do it. I'm sorry. But some Burning Man revelers said Sunday that their spirits remained unbroken. Yeah, it's it was just a rainstorm, guys. It's just some mud. It's the desert. You're going to be fine. Just give it like 24, 48 hours. And sure enough, they're, they are now all mobilizing to leave. They're all taken off. Organizers closed the festival to vehicles after one death was reported, but we have no idea how the person died uh, or who it was. This takes part uh, in the Black Rock Desert, about 110 miles north of Reno. And uh, I lit out from Reno once. I was uh, actually trailed by like 20 hounds at that point, though. That's a whole different story. Anyway, 80,000 artists, musicians, and activists there for a mix of wilderness camping and avant-garde performances. Disruptions are part of the event's recent history. Organizers had to temporarily close entrances to the festival back in 2018 due to dust storms, and the event was twice canceled during the pandemic. The large wooden effigy was supposed to have been burned on Saturday night. I think they eventually did it. It was either Sunday or Monday. I forget when. They were being told before that, though, to conserve their supplies of food and water and most remain hunkered down at the site. A few, however, managed to walk several miles to the nearest town or catch a ride there. Celebrity DJ 
Diplo? Do you know who Diplo? Yeah, so Bernie knows who Diplo. I've never heard of Diplo. That's a, I thought that's a dinosaur. It is. It's a Diplosaurus or something. Anyway, posted a video to Instagram on Saturday evening showing him and comedian Chris Rock riding in the back of a fan's pickup truck. He said they had walked six miles through the mud before hitching a ride. Now, that's kind of cool, right? That's kind of cool. Imagine going out to this Burning Man festival and picking up some hitchhikers off the side of the mud, and it's Chris Rock. That's pretty cool. I don't know what the... Hey, uh, Ralph, what's going on? Welcome to the program. What's up, Ralph? Well, I was just, uh, you know, thinking about this. Does, does this Burning Man Festival have anything to do with either marijuana or a peyote? Yes, I think. I don't. I would assume so, man. You're out in the middle of the desert, and you're there with the artsy crowd, and you're burning a 40-foot man effigy. So I'm thinking, yes, lots of the aforementioned drugs. Good deal. Have a good day, Pete. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, Ralph. Now, that's, that's a good question. Look, as one, I attended Grateful Dead shows, and anybody that tells you that a huge part of the scene wasn't about the drug use is lying to you, right? They, I mean, that's, that, that was part of the huge, now that, that's not to say that everybody hashtag, not all deadheads, but no, there were a lot of people. In fact, there was some, um, oh, I forget the name that they used. It was one of the lyrics off of the Grateful Dead songs. It wasn't the Wharf Rats, but it, uh, but they would, they would float a big yellow balloon every show. And it was the AA and NA people. And they would be there to see the shows, and they were drug and alcohol-free sections. So you could go and hang out, watch the show, and not be surrounded by all of the drugs. I forget what the, uh, what the group called themselves. Um, but this is one of the things that I think really does come out in this type of a, of a parking lot scene. This was uh, always the case at the dead shows that I went to. Um, and it was the case at the Black Mount Music Festivals, and in the the reports I read about the Burning Man thing, this was also the case out there, where people were like, hey, you were only going to be here for three days, so you didn't pack enough food and water for a week, and so we'll help you out. Yeah, you can trade, yeah, you trade all sorts of stuff. Your money's no good. There's a reason toilet paper is called mountain money. There's... Yeah, like you can trade all sorts of stuff. I forget what I traded. Uh, I got a grilled cheese sandwich out of it, though. Anyway, that was uh, that was up at RFK. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out?
I never used to miss the chance To climb upon his knee Listen to the many tales Of life upon the sea We'd go sailing back on barking teams And talk of things he did Tomorrow just a day away For the captain and the kids News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT 704-570-1110 1-800-WBT-1110 Yeah, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett or Jimmy Buffet, if you would prefer. Um, Kappa Sigma, AEKDB. Anyway, um, Mike, I, I got a call from Mike during the break who said something. What did he say? Bernie, he called in and said something about a, another rain. What? Yeah, he said, don't forget about Woodstock. What's that? Oh, Pete, you don't know what Woodstock is, huh? Well, I, I mean, I know there's a place up <laughs> in uh, upstate New York called Woodstock. You're from New York, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, why? Hmm. That's weird. You don't know about it. No. Was, was Even there, I know about was it. Was there like some sort of rain event? Uh, I think it was a hurricane. Was that's... it a hur- hurricane Woodstock? Maybe that's what he's talking about? Oh, like they named the storms and it was Hurricane Woodstock? <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good one, too. There was another one, the uh, yeah Woodstock Festival, obviously. Tons of rain there. Um. Thousands and thousands of attendees of the Burning Man Counterculture Music Festival have begun clearing out of the northern Nevada desert after floods. Okay, all right, all right, okay, hang on. Floods? Floods. It's the flat desert. It's literally a big, flat piece of sand, you know? Just dirt. It's just a big, flat desert. That's why they have it at this site, because it's nice and flat. And they build their little city in these concentric circles going outward. So I'm not aware. Like There weren't like a whole bunch of mountains that it all ran. All the water ran off the mountains and like flooded through the, the desert. I don't know. It was like an inch of rain, people. Come on. I did get some messages on this. Hang on. Let me see. Cirque de la Sol says after the rains came, the porta potties overflowed. So that's not just mud. <laughs> oh, geez. Hence the, uh, hence the garbage bags. But when the slop is a foot deep, there's going to be some unease setting in. And then there is the virus that sprang up. Oh, I did not. There, there's a virus that sprung up? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because then they got locked down. That's true. Um, Here's another one who says the mud is basically toxic. Eric says the mud is toxic. It'll give you chemical burns because it's so alkaline. Alkaline. Anyway, on par for hippies to be totally unprepared and leave trash everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I know you've seen downtown Asheville. Yes, I have, Eric. (laughs) So that's true. Standing on side of the highway for exit A lady in tie-dye bag by her side 
Not really looking like anything special Saw Tennessee tags and she waved her ride Sat right beside me as the meter hit 60 Explaining her travels and her family background When she got through I could not help but thinking She's a long way from her West Nashville Grand Ballroom gown All right, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. You should be able to detect uh, some bit of uh, uh, through line in these songs that I'm choosing. I don't know. I don't know if it's obvious. I don't know. It, it should be, though. All right. 704-570-1110-1800-WBT-1110. 1110. The email is Pete at the Pete Callender Show.com and uh, on Twitter at Pete Callender. I do have uh, a couple of emails here. Here's from Beth. In Belmont, she says, I'm enjoying the long, strange trip down memory lane today. <laughs> it brought one phrase to mind. Kind veggie burritos. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. There was a... Uh... Yeah, one time I was outside a dead show and I thought I heard somebody yelling produce. Produce! Produce! And I was at a dead show, so I was like, they're definitely not asking me to actually, like, produce anything. Like, I know that's the case. No, it was, they were calling out, it was actually one of my roommates calling for the other roommate, Curtis. So, but for some reason, it sounded like produce. Anyway, um, kind veggie burritos. Lots of things were labeled as kind at the shows. Peanut butter sandwiches, bottled water. Yes, buds. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. was. Yeah, everything was kind. Everything was kind. And then there was a thing, because there was a Grateful Dead song i need a miracle and people would walk around out in front of the show with the finger in the air one finger in the air and that was their need a miracle and they'd have signs i need a miracle and that was like if you have extra tickets you give them away i did i would i think i gave away tickets at every show i was at anyway um besides the fact that most of these people are likely garbage i believe the desert they are in is an alkaline flat which can give chemical burns when wet stop making excuses for these people wearing Garbage bags on their feet. You walk barefoot. That's how you do it. When I was... <laughs> when I was stuck out on the salt flats... Um, Jan says, I have no issue reveling in the schadenfreude that, may, uh, that many entitled progressives stuck in the middle of nowhere is, in my mind, a good start. That's... Yeah, I mean, I, I do get it. I do get it. Yeah, so they all had to uh, shelter in place in their tents or their RVs, um, and uh, and they were basically locked down. Yeah, they got locked down. I don't think it was FEMA that locked them down. Gary says, I think they are, there are part biblical stories dedicated to God punishing people worshiping idols. <laughs> That's true, too. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seabat or Chazzy Doodle, sorry, Chazzy Doodle says, Pete, fantastic Grateful Dead reference. Hashtag friend of the devil. Yeah, see, people, people, uh, they, they catch the, uh, what are called Easter eggs. I drop little Easter eggs around for people to, 
If you know, you know. And I'm not going to explain the stuff. They're just little, you know, inside jokes or they're references to things, you know, whatever. Oh, speaking of lockdowns, the numbers are in. And, uh, yeah, we can say now with certainty that the lockdowns were worse than useless. That's the headline at a Washington Examiner piece by Dan Hannon. Thank you to uh, my friend Chad Adams, uh, regular substitute host here on WBT, um, for, uh, for sending out or retweeting this, uh, this article. It was all for nothing. The miseries we inflicted on ourselves after March of 2020, the school closures, the ruined businesses, the debts, the authoritarianism. I would also throw in there like the anxiety and depression, right? They were caused by a moment of lightheaded panic. How can I be so sure? Because three and a half years on, the results are in. And let me warn you, they make dismal reading for anybody who went along with the lockdowns. See, there was a counterfactual all along. I'm old enough to remember this. Maybe you are too. Sweden. Remember that country? They don't exist anymore. But back back in the day, during the lockdown, Sweden was like, you know what, we're not going to do the mask mandates and we're not going to do the lockdowns. And that's why everybody died in Sweden, got taken over. It did not close its borders. It did not shutter its businesses. The only thing really that they did was they banned large gatherings. But other than that, it carried on as normal. They told people, hey, you know what, use your common sense. Internationally, Swedes were portrayed as gamblers defying the scientific consensus. They, they're ignoring the science and data. But it was they who were following the epidemic protocols drawn up by the who? The band. In cooler-headed times. Right. Back when the who was still like regularly touring, they were like, look, during pandemics, you don't need to do this. It's a respiratory virus. The masks don't really help. You know, so we already had a whole bunch of protocols that Pete Townsend had given us. And I don't know why during this recent pandemic, everybody was like, who's the who? Don't even remember them. What are they even touring anymore? And they uh, and they just ignored it all, revamped all the protocols and locked everybody down, did the mask mandates. But here's the here's the value. And I was actually just having this very same discussion with some other folks the other day, but it was about the shots, which is we needed a control group. Right. I got the vaccines. I got the first shots when they first were because I was like, we need to get to herd immunity. Right. That's the whole point. And as Dr. Greg Murphy said, we're building the plane while we're flying it. So either everybody's got to get covid or people got to get the shots. So they become immune and you get enough of the mix there and then we can protect the people that could not get the shots or did not want the shots. But you need people that don't take the shots so you see if there's any difference. And Sweden was our control group internationally. And the world leaders knew it. Our leaders knew it. The CDC, Dr. Mandy Cohen, who's got it going on from what I understand. For a while, Sweden did seem to be faring worse than comparable countries. I remember those stories because I was like, oh, this doesn't look good. And all of the the lockdowners were like, oh, see, them Swedish people are all dying. It was never the outlier that it needed to have been to vindicate the lockdowns. Its reported death toll by the end of June 2020 
was 517 deaths per 1 million people. And that was higher than in the rest of Scandinavia. It was still lower than Spain and Italy. They got hit really hard. But it was higher than the Scandinavian countries. And so that was proof enough. But that early bump, first, yes, it allowed critics to, dare I say, pounce or maybe seize. They say, oh, see that? Their policies failed. The New York Times dismissed Sweden as a pariah state. Former President Donald Trump said, quote, Sweden is suffering very greatly. You know that, right? Sweden is suffering very, very badly. But the declared purpose of slowing the transmission, right, 15 days to slow the, or to bend the curve, right, slow the spread, what was that all about? Flattening the curve was about what? Keeping the hospitals from being overrun, right? That's why they said, lock it down. We don't need to be uh, seeing overrun hospital facilities. Unsurprisingly, then, Sweden's infections were front-loaded. They were, they were at the front. But they never came close to overwhelming their healthcare system. The most basic measure is overall excess deaths. Excess deaths, which is how many people died during the three years of the pandemic versus the previous three years. And on that measure, Sweden did not just avoid a high death rate. According to Eurostat, the official EU statistical agency, Sweden had the lowest death rate in Europe, below Denmark, Norway, Finland. We can also go a little bit deeper on the numbers, fine-tune the calculation by factoring in age, obesity levels, and ask how many people we would normally expect to die. And if we do that, Sweden actually lengthens its lead over the rest of Europe. Sweden's excess death rate, according to Our World in Data, Sweden's excess death rate was 5.6% compared to 10% in Britain and 14% in the U.S. So triple. We were triple Sweden. The gap is growing as the long-term consequences of the lockdown persist. Mental health problems, missed cancer screenings, Poverty also tends to correlate with lower life expectancy. And uh, the world economy at the end of 2021 was smaller, like 3% smaller than it would have been with no pandemic. But Sweden's 0.4% larger. So they not only avoided a 3% decline, but they picked up like half a percent. So what does that mean? Less people slipping into poverty. Fewer people, sorry. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Mr. Hannon writes, the people who ordered the lockdowns caused needless poverty, illness, and death. They did not mean to do it, but they did it. Right? This is why there needs to be an accounting. This is why North Carolina media needs to ask the governor what worked, what didn't, what would he have done differently, any regrets about the policies and, and uh, protocols that he adopted and and. Uh, championed and lobbied for every single day on television and radio. There has to be an accounting for this. Not so we can drag people through the streets. No, you need to do this so we don't make the same mistakes again when COVID comes around in 2024, just ahead of the election. Maybe, but totally. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. 
My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. I pulled into the regular pump, I was feeling quite at ease. I rolled out my window and told the man, 50 cents worth please. Then I jumped my partner with his trusty pellet gun. Hold up, keep a pumping and don't run it now I wish I was somewhere other than here Down in some honky-tonk, sipping on a beer Yes, I wish I was somewhere other than here Cause that great filling station, hold up all right, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It's the first hour of the show, so these were all of Buffett's older songs when he was, like, uh, doing the country western thing. We're, we're, we're going to get there, don't worry. But in case you never heard any of the older stuff, like, that's all Jimmy Buffett. By the way, this month is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month, and we are doing our fourth annual WBT Little Heroes Blood Drive. And thanks for um, everybody's help on Friday who came out um, and donated a whole bunch of blood. I think they got they got like almost 30 pints out of you guys on Friday. So that's awesome. Just in a couple hours. That was really great. We're doing it again on Friday up in Davidson at the PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition location up there uh, from 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. Going to be broadcasting live again, unless, of course, the equipment craps out. But um, I, I anticipate being there on Friday. Would love to see you. Go to WBT.com for the details and to register your appointment on the One Blood Big Red Bus. All right. So not only did the lockdowns uh, not do anything with regards to uh, flattening the curve, keeping people out of the hospitals and overwhelming the systems, didn't do that. Right, We look at Sweden now. Sweden actually fared better in the excess death numbers. But they also did better economically. Globally, everybody dropped like 3%, but Sweden picked up half a percent. And of course, we in America saw just massive amounts of spending, what I called at the time helicopter cash. I've talked about this, you know, and covered these stories where... Uh, or relayed the stories where they covered the the amount of fraud in the programs, we'll never be able to recoup it back. There's just so much of it. There was so much of it, and there's too few people trying to track it all down, which, of course, has now led to this explosion in the federal deficit. It's projected to roughly double this year. Bigger interest payments and lower tax receipts widen the nation's spending imbalance, despite robust uh, 
Sorry, my YouTube just started playing for some reason. November rain? What has that got to do with Jimmy Buffett? Your algorithm is off, YouTube. Anyway, um, the deficit dropped by the greatest amount ever in 2022. Oh, hang on. I see where I was. So that is true. It did drop. The deficit did drop. But that's because the spending went so far up the previous year. This is like the jobs numbers. Oh, we created all the jobs. Yeah, because you destroyed millions of them first. You put the pause button on the economy. You don't get credit for all the jobs that you first destroyed, you know? So the government's record spending in 2020 and 2021 to combat the impact of COVID-19, writes Jeff Stein at the Washington Post, the deficit dropped by the greatest amount ever in 2022, falling from close to $3 trillion to roughly $1 trillion. See, so we're only losing a trillion a year. I mean, come on. But rather than continue to fall to its pre-pandemic levels, the deficit then shot upward. Budget experts now project that it'll probably rise to about $2 trillion for the fiscal year that ends September 30th, according to the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, a nonpartisan group that advocates for lower deficits. These numbers, by the way, ignore President Biden's $400 billion student debt cancellation policy. The Senate will return this week from its uh, August recess. The House is going to be back next week. The current jump in the deficit is only surpassed by major crises like World War II or, or the 2008 financial meltdown and the pandemic. Only during these national catastrophes did the United States see deficit numbers this large as a share of the economy or this substantial an increase in the deficit. World War II is the comparison here. They're like, and, and the experts are like, which is so weird. You know, we've got low unemployment. There's never, we've never seen anything like this. Uh, yeah, because we've never done the amount of spending, like giving a bad name to drunken sailors. From August 2022 to the, uh, this July, the federal government spent roughly $6.7 trillion. It brought in 4.5. That represents a total increase in spending of 16% relative to last year. A 16% increase in government spending with a 7% decline in revenue. Also, Social Security payments increased because they're indexed to inflation. The government spent more money on education, veterans benefits and health care, and the bipartisan infrastructure law, as well as the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act? Yeah. Maybe someday they'll realize it's the spending. (laughs) 